You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Good morning, Ohio. James Ernest of the Grueling Truth Radio Network here with author Howard Berman. He is the author of Mutt Stream, Making the Mick. Thank you for joining us today, Howard. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. What inspired you to write the book? You know, I've always been interested in the idea of fathers playing catch with their sons, which is Mickey's and Mutt's story. We play baseball as kids. We watch and listen to it as adults. We pass it. We pass down our love for the game through generations. Baseball, I see, as an American family tradition. It's fathers and sons. It's mothers and daughters. So I was intrigued with that, with that idea, and then realized when I looked into it that Mutt Mantle, Nicky's father, had a dream, and that was to turn his son into a uh, great baseball player. Of course. He never lived to see the dream. He died right after Mickey uh, made the major leagues. But that dream drove Mickey and accounts for everything in Mickey's life. His success as a baseball player and his downfall due to alcoholism and other things, all of that relates somehow back to Mutt's dream. How does this book compare to your other books? That's unlike... It's unlike my other books. It's also unlike any other book uh, about Mickey. It doesn't deal with his baseball career. It deals with his life uh, as a young man growing up. It ends with uh, the day he signs his professional contract. If we take a look at our life in terms of three acts, as we might, uh, we know the second act. He becomes a great baseball player for the New York Yankees. We know the third act. He becomes an alcoholic, a womanizer. Uh, a difficult man, a poor father, uh, a, 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 not, a, not a good husband. And we you know his ends uh, when he uh, dies uh, uh, after having a liver transplant due to his own uh, drinking. A lot of people got very upset about that and felt that he jumped the line. He probably didn't, but that's the story anyway. So what I want to do is tell Act One of the three-act story of our lives. What kind of man was Mutt Mantle? He was a tough guy. He was a, a miner, uh, a lead and zinc miner. Uh, worked deep in the lead and zinc mines as a, they call it a screen ape, swinging this uh, heavy hammer all day, breaking up the rocks to throw in, a, in some kind of a cart that ran up and, 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 and out of the mine. Uh, but he loved baseball. And he was a good baseball player. Played all over the area in semi-pro ball. Played any time he could get the chance. That's what he loved doing. They had no money. Uh, this was depression area, Oklahoma. It was dry. It was dusty. It was windy. Uh, there was virtually uh, there was very little vegetation. Uh, they, for the early years of their lives, they lived in a house without running water or indoor, uh, or indoor plumbing. It was a difficult, difficult situation. But Mutt was a stoic. He didn't complain about it. 
he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't uh, go out of his way to make his life uh, or the life of other people and his family miserable because of it. He said, I have a dream. I can do one of two things. I can teach my son how to mine, or I can teach him how to be a baseball player. And of course, he taught him how to be a baseball player from day one. He had this idea in his mind even before Mickey was born. Mickey was going to be a baseball player. And you probably know he named him after Mickey Cochran, the great catcher, who was then catching for uh, Philadelphia. He loved Mickey Cochran because Mickey was a tough guy like he was, uh, played through injuries uh, like Mutt did, and uh, had all the qualities that he really admired. Later in life, Mickey Mantle said, I never knew Mickey Cochran's first name was really Gordon. And I was hated, hated to have been called Gordon Mantle. And some, you know, sometimes it just doesn't ring right. So something... Uh, poetic about or mellifluous about Mickey Mantle. It sounds good. Gordon Mantle, and I think it would have been the same thing. Very true. I agree with you. It lacks that alliteration. It's it just doesn't have the same spark, the same oomph to it. So it sounds like uh, Mutt had a pretty good uh, uh, baseball career. Mutt had a good career as a a semi-pro player himself. There's different opinions about how good he was. Uh, his son, Mickey, says he was a great player and could have played in the majors. Uh, some of Mickey's friends, he had three really close friends, Bill Mosley, Roy Bennett, Nick Ferguson, and they commented later in life when Mickey became famous and reporters would come to them and ask them about their relationship with Mickey as a young man. And they suggested that Mutt maybe wasn't quite as good as uh, his son thought, but then maybe all sons think their fathers are better than they are. Speaking of that, what type of father was Mutt? He was a stoical. Uh, he uh, worked hard. He worked every day in the mines. Uh, he was good to his family. And interestingly enough, when Mickey became an alcoholic, Mutt was not a heavy drinker. He would drink occasionally, once or twice. Uh, had too much to drink in a bar, and his wife would have to send Mickey down and, and drag him up. But he, he certainly wasn't an alcoholic. Uh, but he, it was tough love that he, 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 he dealt with. He dealt with Mickey in terms of tough love. If Mickey, when he was uh, playing baseball as a young man, would hit two home runs, Mutt never said a word about it. If Mickey misplayed a fly ball in the outfield at dinner, that's all he, Mutt would talk about. Mickey, I've told you a million times, you need to adjust the angle to the ball, this, that, and the other thing. So it was tough love. But it was, it, they, you know, it wasn't abusive, and, and some people think, yeah, he pushed Mickey into becoming the Mick. Not, the, not really so. Mickey, Mickey chose to become the Mick because he really, really wanted to live up to his father's dream. It drove everything he ever did. It drove him to become the great player that he did, and it drove him to be insecure all of his life. And his father died when he, when, when he started playing Major League Baseball, but I think he always felt no matter where he was, he had to live up to his father. He was always sitting back wondering, man, what would Dad think about this now? I struck out four times today, and I know I shouldn't have. And so that dream really drove Mickey forever. So did Mutt coach Mickey to be a switch hitter? Mutt did teach Mickey to be a switch hitter. He foresaw what a lot of people at that time did not, and that was the idea would come someday to Major League Baseball that lefties would bat better against right-handed pitchers and vice versa. And so he was able to do that because he pitched to Mickey right-handed and he, his father, uh, Charlie, uh, Mutt's father, pitched left-handed. And so 
after nothing. You gotta do his batting first. And he batted left handed, and then he batted right handed. And he batted left handed, and he batted right handed. And as you might expect, any kid rebelled instead of first. He cried, but batting can't bat left handed. It was crazy. I can't hit the ball. I'm not doing well. And Mark kept pushing him. So, no, you can't. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. And, of course, he was right about that. Nowadays, you see lots of uh, shifting of uh, uh, pitchers going to a left-handed or right-handed reliever, depending on the, the side that the batter uh, bats from. <clears throat> but Mark uh, uh, projected that early, and he was quite right about it. So how of course, Nicky became maybe the greatest switch-hitting batter of all times. Definitely, yeah, I was going to say, I would say, yeah, probably is him. If not, what, uh, probably second choice is what, Eddie Murray? Yeah, I'd say that's what I yeah. Did, how close were we to Mickey Mantle becoming a boxer? A boxer? I didn't know anything about Oh, I heard becoming it. Becoming a boxer. Yeah, I heard that was one of the yeah. other uh, occupations that Mutt uh, foresaw for him. Oh yeah, but that was yeah. He had a, he had a, a brother who was a boxer, and uh, uh, they boxed around a little bit. But that was never that was just for fun. Oh. Never anything serious. But, but Mickey did become a very good football player, and he became a very good basketball player. Uh, he was recruited by the University of Oklahoma as a running back. Bud uh, Wilkinson, you know, Bud Wilkinson was the coach in those days. Uh-huh. He wanted Mickey, and Mickey went up to the University of Oklahoma and interviewed with Daryl Royal. Then became uh, uh, the coach later in in, uh, in Oklahoma, uh, in Oklahoma University. Oh man! Uh, but Mickey was a Mickey was a terrific running back. He set uh, records in the in, in the division in which he played for years. Uh, you can imagine he was incredibly fast. People think of him as a power hitter, and he was a power hitter, of course. But he also had incredible speed. I know at one point in his professional career, I'm not sure if it's still true. I know at one point they said he had the fastest time ever recorded from home plate to first base. Uh, of course, he batting left-handed and made that easier, but he was really fast and he was a great football player. Nice. Did, uh, did Mick, uh, Mutt give Mickey a better life? I'm sorry, say again, please. Did Mutt give Mickey a better life? Oh, yeah. He, he gave Mickey a better life. Uh, you know, Mickey started his minor league career and he wasn't doing well. He didn't play very long in the minors because he was so talented. But after uh, a few months, he wasn't hitting well and he was in a motel and uh, he called his father and he says, Dad, come and pick me up. I'm quitting. I can't play anymore. And Mark got in his car and he drove to to the hotel where Mickey was and said, okay, Mickey, pack your stuff. Let's go. Uh, we We can start in the mine tomorrow morning. Uh, and you spend the rest of your life being a minor. And if you're, if you're so much of a coward that you can't put up with uh, being criticized because you're not hitting well, then the hell with it. You can mine for the rest of your life. And Mickey, of course, was embarrassed and, uh, you know, less than sorry. But yeah, uh, that was the situation. Oh, wow. So, how did the first professional contract change his life? Have an agent. Mutt uh, tried to do his best, the best that he possibly could. Uh, Mickey was signed by an agent named Tom Greenway. 
mostly because, you know, players weren't scouted very much down in that area. You're talking about North, East Oklahoma, Dust Bowl, nothing area. Baseball players didn't, for the most part, come out of the area. Football players, yeah. Baseball players, no. Uh, and uh, Greenway had known about Nicky mostly because of the publicity he was getting in high school for playing uh, um, basketball and playing uh, football. Uh, he was a pitcher, by the way, on the baseball team in those days. Uh, and so he came and, and, and uh, uh, Mike negotiated a contract at $140 a month uh, for Nicky to play professional ball. And, uh, he went on, of course, to sign. Any word on... Huge. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but there was, there was an issue that everybody was concerned about, and that was uh, Mickey's leg. Uh, earlier in his, uh, in his high school career, uh, Mickey said to his father, I, I need to play football. All my friends are playing football. And Mike said, no way. You're not playing football. You're going to get injured. You're going to be a baseball player. You're not playing football. Well, the coach of the team comes to Mutt and says, Mickey's got to play for the high school. That you owe it to us. It's part of the responsibility uh, of being a young player with uh, athletic talents living in Commerce, Oklahoma. You owe it to the city where football uh, part of the world you need to do that. So Mickey, as our mother eventually agrees, lets Mickey play football and he hates the idea. Mickey gets kicked in the shin and it turns into uh, osteoarthritis. It's kicked in the shin in, in practice. Not even in the game yet. Uh, Gets kicked in the shin, it turns into osteomyelitis, he goes into the hospital, he's in the hospital, he's in and out of the hospital three or four times. They give him a new uh, uh, medicine called penicillin, which he's brand new at the time, and that still wasn't working for a while. And they call the parents in, the doctors call in Mutt and his wife, Laval, and say, We're sorry, there's nothing else we do, we're going to have to take the leg off. Uh, well, Mutt was devastated, but his wife, Laval, was uh, uh, a ball of fire. She said, you ain't taking that leg off today, you ain't taking it off tomorrow, you ain't never taking it off. We'll take Mickey out of the hospital, and, and, and of course we know that they eventually didn't take the leg off, but everybody knew that the leg was weak, and it could be a problem, and it turns out in his professional career it was a problem. And uh, he had that leg wrap all of his life and played through pain that you can't believe. But getting back to the initial question, Greenway and the others knew that he had an issue with that leg, and that it might cost him. And so they tried to sign him for much, uh, for a much smaller uh, amount than they probably would have otherwise. Wow! So, uh, so the football hurt him in the long run. It sounds like. Yeah, it sure did. So, before we let you go, where on social media, yeah. where on the web, where can we find out more about uh, your book? of course, is Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, they're there in both. Uh, I have a website, howardberman.com, uh, that has some information about my other baseball books as well. Uh, and that can be found in, uh, on, on Facebook at Howard Berman. Uh, so it's, it's available. Any good reviews on that end, I'm pleased to see, hear that. Excellent, Howard. We greatly appreciate you joining us today to talk about your new book, Mudstream, Making the Mick. Uh, it was uh, excellent having you on the show. Thanks very much. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You know what this is? A commercial? Right, and you know what that means. <sighs> Time for a snack? Wrong. I want you to do some heart-healthy exercise. Yes, you! Try some seated leg extensions right now. Just lift each leg up and extend it straight one at a time, six to eight times. I can do that. Yes, you can. Remember, every commercial is a chance to sneak in heart-healthy activity. Visit findexerciseanywhere.com and speak with your doctor to learn more about the risks of heart failure.